0: listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Rob Anderson and Jason Brown.
1: All righty. Happy Thursday afternoon, uh, Brian, Rob. Right back viewers, at you. Listeners. Yes. Uh, listeners, Friday. That's Good Friday right. morning. Wake up. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. <laughs> happy, happy Thursday. Good morning, Friday. All yeah. The- um, I I got to bring something up that probably you and me yes. are probably the only people who work in agriculture that will be excited about this. But I'm do you know get- what it's going to be? How about that? Do you know what I'm going to talk? What I'm going to talk about? Oh man, I am we didn't discuss this. Before. No, I'm in suspense. <laughs> it is. <laughs> ryan's like oh gosh (laughs) yeah uh it is opening weekend for the english premier Premier league League. Uh, soccer yeah yeah that's right actually that's not true you know we have a member of our plc uh group right now in this class um who played minor league professional soccer has coached soccer at the collegiate level thank you told me that i think he worked for riceland foods now Uh so yeah. See. So we're not maybe not the only ones. Yeah. So big, big, yeah, big weekend for anybody <laughs> out there who uh, roots for watches watches uh, English yeah. soccer. How I many just, of you uh, are there? Raise your hands. <clears throat> yeah. I just like uh,
0: the horror on Rob's face as he was sitting yeah. there thinking, "Oh my uh, gosh, what's where are we going say, here? Where, where are we could going he go with this? this? Hey, where
1: could he <laughs> be going?
2: I know. You know, I'm going <laughs> to celebrate weird. with some watermelon. I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, yesterday,
1: yeah. National Watermelon Day. <laughs> We had some Hope we, Watermelons right out here. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Right, so, I'm I'm walking through the office. I look down and I see an army of watermelon-colored yep. Farm Bureau shirts. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, there's, what is going a small on? Small watermelon army. <laughs> What's going on? And... Uh, it was fresh, delicious.
2: It was all brought to us from the the counties down there. Um, Hempstead, County. Hempstead, County, Hempstead, Hempstead County. Hempstead County. Hempstead yeah. County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were very kind, kind yep. to come up here and bring that and give us a, a treat here in the office. We actually had a, a reporter in town from uh-huh. way out of town. He was yeah. a, he works for the London Times and he was in based in New York, but he was in town to talk to us about agriculture and he got to enjoy some watermelon. Yeah, we fixed uh, him up.
1: Yeah, so it was a good day. Brilliant. He we we told him. This is the world's greatest watermelon. Yeah, that's on the Farm Bureau campus again. No offense, K City.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, we told him about uh, K City yeah, too. In fairness, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: and uh, he he loved it. Yeah, you know, um, I don't think we've ever served
2: watermelon to a, a visiting.
1: And they court. were hearty chunks. Yeah. I swear, each person got a quarter of a watermelon. Yeah. I, when I went down there to get. To get some. I overheard that they brought 180 watermelons wow. to campus. I didn't Whoa. realize, man! Yeah, wow. and they were chilled, Brian. You had like some they were too, ice man. cold.
0: I didn't get to have any, I, oh. I took one home.
1: Okay, well, yeah, have you had to true. cut we into
0: don't. it? But uh, yeah, I was out, I was uh, and we were filming peaches.
1: Yeah, so. the whole time we were doing this mm-hmm. interview with the uh, gentleman from the London Times by a window, and the entire time yeah. I just see people. Yeah. like like the '80s with boom right. boxes. They just yeah, got they watermelons don't. on their shoulders, just hauling them out to their cars. It was a, <laughs> yeah. it was a beautiful sight. I, yeah,
0: I, I hated to miss it, but uh, Matthew and I were working on the um, next uh, installment of this uh, uh, homegrown and homemade in Arkansas. The oh, really? Yeah. They, they were cooking, doing with the oh extension. Tell services. us a little bit about. Oh, that. Oh, it was great. We yeah, uh, we were. They were making a uh, a peach. Let's see. It was a peach spinach salad with okay. uh, i didn't
2: think that was where you were going with that yeah. um, blueberries okay. i
0: mean, had fresh cut peaches yes, right blueberries like a blueberry vinaigrette dressing okay. and uh candy pecans i mean oh man it was, i we were smelling the whole thing I was, <laughs> I was getting hungry the whole time we were working on it you know yeah. so that's <clears throat> good stuff that's well,
1: uh killer. we look forward to seeing yeah, it's, that one it's exciting will, th- will that be in the coming days weeks, yeah, it'll be in the coming we weeks I and mean, okay. we're gonna do some okay.
0: more uh, there's more recipes in the pipeline but uh, oh so this generally. is kind of a series it is. we're
1: we're it is. we're sharing some things that
2: yep. do a regular regular series here and we'll put the video out you'll see it in social media yes
0: um, front kind of porch are, are yeah. these recipes we're gonna we we'll often share
2: some of those recipes in our front porch magazine we'll yes. talk about that too yeah so.
0: oh Liam she was excited about being on the cover. So, oh, okay. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Star. You're Surprise. always a
1: star maker, man. You and Matthew, <laughs> you're like Yeah, that's it. Well, um speaking of uh being on the front cover and being in the big big yeah. big stars. Um we are coming up on another vine uh, appearance, V eleven um, the vine. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you watch our podcast here or listen to us, then you know that every couple of weeks we go on, uh, THV 11's the vine and, um, and talk about an aspect of agriculture or farm bureau. Yes. Uh, community work a little bit about
2: what we are and who who we are and then a little bit about uh, the importance of agriculture and yeah next week just a, a tease it's going to be a Please. little bit about something that uh, Farm Bureau supports and that's uh, some backpack program back to- school type of focus here uh, you know because we know school coming up but there's a really important community level difference that is being made are we're these
1: school about. supplies
2: backpacks uh, it's, it's actually food uh, oh really food backpack so but we, i don't want to give too much away okay okay but uh we'll, we'll have some fun with that too but uh check it out uh we're going to show you how these water these watermelons i can't get them off my head
1: yeah <laughs> no. well shaley <laughs> told me this morning yeah. she took hers home and weighed it Oh yeah! She, Any guesses? It was impressive. Or did I you can't remember? This? Yeah, she told me, but I can't. It's thirty-six remember. pounds. Nice. You don't want a thirty-six mm. watermelon, thirty-six yeah. pound watermelon you know on your that, head.
2: Well, you don't want it in
0: a backpack either because it'll <laughs> no, break your back.
2: But sure. We'll talk about the food and how it goes into these and how it's distributed and and, and what role the Farm Bureau plays. So.
0: Hence why Look I made. On uh, the vine. I made two trips to the car yesterday because I didn't want to carry it out with my backpack and yeah. everything.
1: You heard about what happened to mine this morning, <laughs> yeah?
0: yeah. <So laughs> you had a
1: disaster, is it? Yeah, I was trying to get it out of my truck and uh, sort of dropped it, and it split on me. <laughs> but I, I, my goodness, I hope I've rescued it. I've, it's in the refrigerator, so hey, it's still eating. I'm trying I'm to sure, keep it fresh. It? Yeah, <laughs> that's what Ashley's like. We slice watermelon all the time. That's right. And, I mean, come on, you know. So. Anyway, I think it'll be okay. That's yeah. Listen, if you haven't gone to the Paul's Dust and gone to the store yet and got you a watermelon yeah. or gone to the local farm stand, you really should. They're good this year. It hit yeah. the spot. They're
0: very good. Well, Hit
1: the spot. Well, you want to dig in? Let's go. Let's jump in.
2: We're, we're moving for a nice, refreshing break from the heat, but we're going to talk about the heat.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, let's. G- we're going to kick it off with some good news yes. for uh, producers who've been battling drought, speaking of, mm-hmm. uh, to, and continue to fight it. Uh, honestly, we're back up there, temperatures-wise, um, this week, but um, as we learned last week, rain's good. But it doesn't necessarily make things better. The USDA is helping to look into that. Um, They announced this week that that uh, USDA has designated 20 Arkansas counties as primary natural disaster areas. Uh, This comes after a letter from uh, Governor Hutchinson to USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack a few weeks ago. Uh, The Secretary Secretary Vilsack uh, issued. Um, something called a secretarial natural disaster designation uh, which allows the usda's farm service agency or fsa to extend much needed emergency credit to producers recovering from natural disasters through emergency loans emergency loans can be used to meet various recovery needs including replacement of essential items Like equipment or livestock, reorganization of farming operations, uh, or just to refinance certain debts. Uh, FSA will review those loans based on the extent of losses, security available, repayment ability, you know, genuine, you know, normal run-of-the-mill items. Uh, And the application deadline, this is important to note, is December 8th. Uh, You can find a full list of included counties at fsa.usda.gov and uh, some good relief for those farmers who have dealt with a lot of issues this year.
2: No doubt, and sticking with that theme and what the USDA is doing in light of uh, everything that's going on with weather and all the weather issues, for producers with eligible losses, USDA is now accepting emergency assistance for livestock, honeybees, and farm-raised fish. Uh, This is known as ELAP. Okay. When we we had an interesting discussion about ELAP the acronym and how fish and honeybees fit in there. But oh. uh, I, what we've come to is we think it was it's the Emergency Livestock Assistance Program that a uh- Uh, then maybe it's later on expanded it has now been expanded yeah yeah, anyway that's just some that's the kind of thing we talk about here on a daily basis that's not exciting uh but these elap applications elap provides financial assistance to eligible producers of livestock honeybees and farm-raised fish for losses due to disease and certain adverse weather events or lost conditions Now, that includes blizzards and wildfires, and and it's determined by the Secretary. ELAP assistance is provided for losses not covered by other disaster assistance programs authorized by the 2014 Farm Bill uh, and the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2018. Now, all of this is important because in 2021, USDA updated ELAP policy to help cover the cost of transporting feed for livestock that rely on grazing. You know, we've had this issue with, obviously, with livestock feeding and Mm -hmm. the drought and what the problems that's causing um usd has expanded the program to help ranchers cover above normal costs of hauling livestock to forage or other grazing acres uh this includes places oh man where drought (sighs) intensity is d2 or eight for eight consecutive weeks as indicated by the u.s drought monitor Uh or drought intensity d3 or greater or USDA has determined a shortage of local or regional feed availability. Well, mm-hmm. as we've been discussing for weeks now, Arkansas has had some serious drought issues. In fact, we've had a number of counties with drought intensity of D2 and D3. Right, yes. Um, so some things to know about this. Uh, we looked into this. Payment rate for eligible livestock for grazing losses is fifty eight per animal unit. Mm-hmm. Payment rate for eligible livestock feed transportation and hauling is $6.44 $6. cents per truckload payment rate for eligible rates for water transportation is seven cents per gallon. Yeah. So again, that's something to be looked into too. There's this USDA is obviously noting the problems that drought and heat are causing. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those uh, ways that can, can can help with that.
1: Yeah. uh, Something I want to say about this is actually we had speaking of THV unrelated to the vine, but we had THV reach out yesterday and today. They're very interested in this topic. Right. And, came out and spent some time uh, talking with Commodities uh, Director and Economist John McMinn, who we've referenced on the show before, about a couple of things. Number one, um, a report that we're getting ready to issue. We're right. going to cover that here in a few yep. minutes. Yep. But also what what help is out there for producers. And uh, he covers, so if you, if you want to tune into THV at, five or six we'll also post it on our social channels tomorrow Mm -hmm. you'll hear some in-depth coverage from an economist about this one thing that was interesting that he was telling me is that um partially because of the secretarial disaster declaration it kicks into effect elap or you know something like that like they're they're definitely related yeah and connected so um, this is great information to be sharing i'm glad you brought that up I knew since we were talking about one thing, I would talk about the other because
2: it's all connected and it's all related to what's going on out there.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, I know we've got a lot more to cover today, so let's step away for a few seconds to learn a bit about our annual Farm Bureau membership.
0: Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports our work on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and rural communities around the state. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships, to hunger relief and disaster support, and much more. You can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join today at ARFB.com.
2: You know, that $40 annual Farm Bureau membership contributes to the work being done in local communities Mm -hmm. all around the state. Also the agriculture advocacy work that we do Uh, it's, it supports things like we're going to talk about next week on THV on the vine, you know, this backpack program initiative at the local levels that $40 supports these community focused initiatives. And, uh, it's very helpful. It's helpful as we're going back to school, it supports our education efforts, you know, teaching kids where their food comes from. It's, uh, it's, it's a, you get, you you know, for the, for
1: all the value you get out of a membership, you're sporting that much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's it's really an incredible value at 40, $40 a year. And we haven't even talked about member benefits right. and things that's, like that. Beyond so. the benefits, you're yeah. supporting some yeah.
2: great, great programs. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's get into it's it. It's time to get back to the news.
2: A little bit of non-weather related news. Uh, here's something for our state's dairy producers. Promoted, uh, prompted, in fact, by a call from Agriculture Secretary Secretary Vilsack To bring as many people in the dairy industry together as possible in one room to discuss solutions to federal milk marketing order shortfalls, American Farm Bureau Federation is hosting a special forum October 14th through 16th in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, The Federal Milk Marketing Order Forum, as it's being called, will include panels on uh, various aspects of the federal milk marketing orders, followed by roundtable discussions structured to really get people talking about uh, among all parts of the dairy sector uh, with both a very clear focus on farmers and the impact on farmers, and the panel mm. sessions will cover the origins and purpose uh, of of the program and MMO's Class One, Two, and Four pricing issues, mm. and simplifying everything. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good opportunity for the for those in the dairy, you know, to be heard and and to Absolutely. hopefully hash out some solutions. Registration is open through September 22nd online. You can learn more about this. There's a website for that registration, but you can find all the information at fb.org. It's Farm Bureau, American Farm Bureau's we- website, fb.org, and you can you can find more information on that.
1: I bet, you know, this is really important, Arkansas having fewer than 30 dairy farms now. I bet you could probably also reach out to Jake Cartwright here at Arkansas yes. Farm Bureau, our our Commodities Director for, for Dairy. Yep. He'd be probably willing to help you yep. get lined up with this. Exactly. All right. Well, we've talked a lot about weather the past couple of months and today. You can't, uh, you can't stay off of it for very long. I We're know it. Weather again. We had a great conversation with Dennis Cavanaugh last week from the National Weather Service uh, here in Little Rock. Uh, so check that out if you missed it. Um, but for now, let's quantify some of the rain across the state during the month of July. Um, we had three cities uh, with an abundance of rain last month. Jonesboro, El Dorado, and West Memphis. Uh, each of those locations saw more than 100% of normal rainfall for the for the month of July, historically. Um, and El Dorado had over 200% thanks to a flooding wow. event on July the 3rd. We did talk about that event yeah. a little bit here, but we didn't go in depth. Uh, most locations, though, saw a, a different picture, a deficit of rain with places like Fayetteville and Fort Smith lacking more than an inch uh, of normal precipitation and areas like Texarkana or Pine Bluff are more than two and a half or more than two and a half inches behind normal just in the month of July. Uh, You can see this broken out by North, uh, by the national weather service um, further uh, year to year over year and things like that, if you're interested. But um, anyway, now that we've talked a little bit about the winners and losers of rainy weather, Let's talk about the impacts of the state's cattle industry and why these rains, even those big rains, uh, aren't, you know, have a tendency to not be much help once we fell into drought. Um, Well, yeah. And unfortunately,
2: that's right. The commodities team. Here at Farm Bureau has been working uh, to put some figures uh, together on the drought impact over the past couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jake Cartwright, who we just mentioned, Mm -hmm. and uh, John McMahon on our team have worked with the University of Arkansas Extension on a full report of of drought impact. Uh, But we've got an early look at the analysis to share exclusively here on the podcast today.
2: That's right. Uh, the roughly two-month dry period during the summer of 2022 has been the worst drought in 10 years. Uh, while it had uh, as it has had an impact on all Arkansas, the drought has hit livestock and hay producers across the state especially hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. So thanks to this collaborative analysis conducted by economists at the University of Arkansas and Arkansas Farm Bureau, uh, we have a preliminary estimate of more than 95 million dollars. Worth of grassland and hay lost so far this year due to drought um, that's the equivalent of more than one third of the t- typical acreage uh, or average forage production across the state and that's right we have
2: um, we have that more detailed where there's going to be a more detailed study in the coming uh-huh. days issued yeah. by the university but we wanted to bring this data to our viewers and listeners uh, of the podcast first, one thing the report will show is that this shortage of grass and hay is already having an impact on Arkansas That's right. farmers and yeah. ranchers. Uh, beef coal cow sales around the state have increased 20% over the same period last year, according to James Mitchell from the University of Arkansas Extension. He's a University of Arkansas Extension livestock specialist. Yeah. Um, and I guess yeah, you're going to explain that term a little bit.
1: Yeah, so coal cow sales, if you if you don't know that term, really coal calling a herd is you know shrinking the herd this can be done for many reasons you can you can call the herd to put meat in your own freezer or you know because that's the next step but really when we're talking about beef cull cow cells right now um what we're talking about um is selling those cows because really you can't you can't afford to feed them um and that's the crux point.
2: of the problem. That you? is, they have to unload the cattle because there's there's just they're not going to have the forage and the
1: yeah they the either can't feed them, 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 them now or they won't be able to feed them in the winter. Right. Um, but a recent U of A county extension agent survey uh, conducted by John Jennings uh, has shown that the average farmer has between thirty and fifty percent of their hay needs for the winter met right now. Um, however, due to the so due to the current lack of grass, some farmers have already. Be- began feeding hay to their animals so let's think about yeah. that so n- you've only got 30 30 to 50 percent of your needs met right now for the winter right and you're having to dig into that dig into that you're already losing some of that because of the yeah. lack of of n- natural or pasture you know forage and i think uh, that shows the problem they don't have what they need for winter
2: and they're already using it to, to satisfy yeah. them now so uh, you know it's it's a disaster waiting to happen so they have
1: well to sell a, some of those a rain can help a good a meaningful rain that's what i that's the term i yeah. use i don't know but a meaningful rain can help a soybean producer turn their pumps off and save some diesel cost and some water cost you know things like that for a little bit a rain once you get to this point of having less than half of your hay needs right. it's not hay's not going to just start popping up and growing all of a sudden, you know, not, not at the rate need. So Yeah. I
2: mean, no, that's all right. I mean, it's, it's just not, yeah, like you said, and we haven't, uh, we're going to be putting some of these, some of our analysis from our, our team members. Uh It's going to be on our website as soon as the show is over. Yeah. We'll see a little graphic that shows that 95, was it 95 million? Yeah. 95 million. Uh, And what that means, how that's a chunk that's already out and gone and not coming back. Right. Um, yeah. Every bale of hay that must be fed in July and August is one that will not. They will not have available to feed this winter when uh, the grass doesn't grow. Yeah. What does this mean for the consumer? Well, for the time being, there will likely, there there will be little change in beef prices in stores. Yeah. You know, I know some people ask that question right away. Well, how's this going to trickle down to prices? Sure. That we're paying. Sure. Many animals are currently hitting the market and moving through the supply chain. However, the resulting decrease in total herd numbers from the increase in liquidations is going to lead to a reduction in the future supply of beef in the U.S.
1: Yeah, so with fewer animals reproducing, uh, that means fewer animals to feed out, leading to a a really pretty classic supply and demand issue. Uh, And as that supply, supply drops and demand maintains the price goes up Mm -hmm. resulting in few fewer people being able to afford beef potentially um but the good news is and there is good news it's happened before um uh, john mcmahon was talking earlier about the drought of 2012 um as sort of being an indicator and and when this has happened before the national herd of cattle uh experiences this we'll call it a valley you know it Mm -hmm. it it does peak again it does rebound over time which will bring prices back in line
2: so you know we remain we remain optimistic and as we mentioned there's help on the way but uh, for now Arkansas cattle producers are hurting and as we mentioned you can read more about this analysis on our website when this uh, podcast is over We'll be sure to link to it. Uh, and, you know, the the bigger report when that comes out, uh-huh. uh, which could be hitting tomorrow uh, as far as we know. Yeah. We will we'll have a link to that as well so, you, you know, people can really dig in and see what the U of A uh, researchers had to say as well. Uh, we'll link to that on social media. We'll let you know when it's all out there. So two, yeah.
1: real, two really dedicated pieces of, of information. Yeah from from
2: us one of those ours really explains and what we have and what we will see on the website is a real explanation of what we just talked about why this matters yeah why does this you know this loss and what this drought has what that impact is on on the growers and the the ranchers because it's gonna it just explains because people may not understand that fully you know like how is this how is this all you know affecting and what's it going to mean for me at the store
1: with meat and yeah if you've got a cattle producer you've got somebody at church saying hey what's this doing to you what's this drought doing to you send them this the thing that we're putting up today that that's really who that's meant to talk to yeah it's just a basic explanation of why this is important and what's actually going on right right okay uh yeah, so lots of lots of good stuff. We're keeping an eye on this, yeah. keeping
2: those economists more, busy. More coming out because they're going to keep looking at this. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's, like I said, you know, like we mentioned in there with the decrease in the overall uh, cattle, uh, you know, in the herds nationally, that that's going to be an issue going forward. We don't know how sure. it's all going to play out, but our, sure. our guys are going to be looking at that, you know, in the year ahead. So we'll talk more about that.
1: Yeah. Well, that sort of brings us to the end of the news. Uh, Brian? Do you have any, uh, this day in history? Come on, cheer us tennis up. Tennis? I do, yeah. I have a okay. few. All right, all right. Good, good, good.
0: You know, they're, I call them more interesting than, than the Yeah, that's what i that's what I like. No downers today or anything, but, Good. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Gibraltar. Okay. Was captured, um, by Britain on this day in 1704. All right, uh, all right. That was during the war of the, the Spanish succession. Okay. And, um, uh, uh, you yeah. know, they, Spain surrendered. Uh, the Rock subsequently became a British colony and a symbol of British naval oh, I strength. You're
1: talking about the rest
0: of it. And now <laughs>
2: he's a huge movie star. Yeah. So he really but recovered just, from that capture. Yeah,
0: I
1: know. <laughs> yeah. He bounced back from that. No uh, problem.
0: Also, on this day in uh, 2007, the U.S. space probe Phoenix was launched and a year later it landed on Mars. Uh, okay. Among its most important discoveries was the existence of. Water ice beneath the planet's surface. Wow. um And then let's see. There was one other one. I thought, oh, Louis Armstrong, the the jazz oh, great. The, he good was born. Stuff. born, it was born yeah, it's his birthday. Nineteen oh one. Yeah, man. So yeah, cool stuff. But
1: what a wonderful world. <laughs> I'll see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, Well, if it wouldn't cost so much money, I'd say we should play Louis Armstrong to finish it. I know, right? I mean, it would have been a perfect uh, outro, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Thank you for that. Always entertaining and uh, good information. That wraps up the news for this week. Thanks for following along with the Arkansas AdCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. And remember to check out our website, ARFB.com,
2: for that report. Uh, You can catch the live stream here every Thursday at 2 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure you turn on those notifications to know when we hit live. Listen to the audio version later on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Arkansas iCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau and hosted by me, Jason Brown. And me, Rob Anderson. That's right. Our show is produced by Brian Pistole and Matthew Magdefrau. We'll see you next week.